Optimal circadian health helps people struggling with fatigue, rainfall, crashes, and other nagging symptoms finally reclaim their energy and health without relying on endless supplements, lab testing, and restrictive diets. I'm Dylan Peckis, MD, and this podcast answers one question. How can you reclaim your energy levels and health even if you feel you've tried everything? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All of this information is 100% free, so please subscribe and review our podcast. Hey everyone, it is Dr. Dylan Peckis here with Optimal Circadian Health, and today we are going to talk about coffee enemas. Yep, that is when you have something that should be here going somewhere else in your colon, which for you anatomy fans out there, that's through your butt. Right, let's just get that out of the way. And trigger warning, there's going to be a lot of puns. Like, seriously, we're going to just really... Okay, we, you've already read the description to this uh, episode here, so you already know how this is going to go. So with this, we really need to talk about this because, one, this is something that can mess up a lot of people, not just in the perforated bowel way, but there's other things going on as well. But then the bigger picture of, okay, if this is what you're thinking about doing, a coffee enema, what does that really say about some of the information you're following? And also, coffee enemas, do they have an effect on your system? I mean, they do. But how can you get those effects in a manner that doesn't require you to put a cup of joe into your your bum? Okay, so this is going to be a good one. So, But first, before we... Uh, go much further, I just wanted to get the disclaimer here in a big, big way, because in no way am I telling you to do a coffee enema. In fact, do not do one. Let's just get that out of the way. But that was a pun. But we're going to talk about other things, and it still stands. I'm not your doctor. This is not medical advice. This is not meant to replace a one-on-one relationship with you and a licensed healthcare provider in your health in medical making decisions. This is for informational purposes only. So let's get informed. So the first big thing I wanna cover here is that, well, we'll get into liver detox and all that stuff first, but really the the bigger picture here, because one of the things that I play a little game with my clients, whether they're signing up for their breakthrough call, I'm reading your form and I'm like, all right, let's see the crazy things this person has tried. But here's the thing. Many times these things only seem crazy after the fact. Because unfortunately, many times people are in a state of desperation, of where they are willing to do anything to fix their health issues, whether it's adrenal fatigue, chronic fatigue, autoimmune, you name it. And this is how many people will go down this road of, okay, You start a conventional, like many people do. Then you're in alternative world. And this is where things can start to go sideways or upside down with an enema. And I'm not saying alternative is bad, okay? Obviously, you know, if I were to throw myself, if I was forced to throw myself in conventional or or in an alternative bucket, I would put myself in the alternative bucket every single time. Because conventional is something that, Yes, if you were to have 
a broken arm or something very acute, either internally, physically, surgical intervention, sign me up for some conventional medicine. Yes, please. On the chronic side, the more, you know, cellular, whole systems, organs, with that, like, you know, just looking at the surface value of someone and saying, oh, you don't look so bad. Those are the th things I want to be able to go outside of the conventional paradigm. Why? The conventional paradigm is simply you have this problem. Here's your pill or surgery. Thank you. See you in three months from now when you still have the same issue. It's just covering up the, the symptom in a big way. But people in the alternative, either they either come from conventional or they try to be different from it. But either way, it ends up being the same thing of where now we're using different tools like a coffee enema to cover up the same issues. And that's why in this episode, we're really gonna take a deep dive on all the different organs, liver, colon, all the different cellular processes going on so you can understand how to be able to choose some better choices, if you will. So if you're not already, pen and paper, super important, or you can you know write up your notes in the comments. That's always helpful to you know solidify and cement it in your own mind and maybe help some other people as well to know like, okay, this was a really important point here. So uh, thank you for doing that. So, but kind of back to the, the general sort of big issue here. It's what I like to call one thing-itis. Again, one thing with conventional. Now you're an alternative. Now you're juicing wheatgrass. Now you're, you're doing all these things and you just keep trying things after thing, after thing, after thing. And sometimes you end up, maybe it's in an IV clinic that's gonna throw you down 40 grand. Or maybe it's a coffee enema of where now you're thinking, oh, I can just do this temporary thing and everything's gonna be better. But the real issue is not, I mean, all the things that can go wrong with a coffee animal, let's be real, that is a real issue. But even beyond that is the spaghetti on the wall, one thing itis healing approach of where you're getting further and further away from understanding the core issues because you're caught up in the strategy. And that's why so much we talk about are the principles. Because if you're just caught up in strategies, all right, it's like if you're learning how to play an instrument, what's the what are the first things they teach you? They try to teach you music theory, right? Here's the scales, here's like you know the notes and how you go from octaves and all that stuff. But if you're just learning individual songs without the scope of how it all works together with timing and tempo and all that stuff, you're someone who is not going to be the best musician. You'll never be able to get to the core essence of what it means to play music. Okay. And these analogies, I'm trying really hard because like, you did not want to hear me playing trumpet in the third grade. It was awful. It's probably even worse now. Not music musical at all. But this, the idea holds when you're healing, it is a art. It is a practice. If you're copying just little strategy pieces, you'll never see the whole picture. And that's when you'll continue to chase things. You'll try your coffee animals and anything else in the alternative world. And not only do these things not fully get you to where you need to go, there's two things that I hate that go on. And it frustrates me and I'm sure it frustrates you to all heck as well. One, you do something, you read up on it, it kind of starts to make sense in your framework of the problem. You try it, oh, I think it's working. And then that hope gets dashed right then, right again. That's always what happens. And you get to a place of where the helplessness, the hopelessness, the powerlessness of where not only do you not think this issue is gonna be fixed, but worse number two, is now you're starting to accept a lower and lower standard of 
what's possible. That's what happens. This is just like a, I mean, kind of a silly analogy, but if you're an indoor house cat all your life, the concept of an outside world, something that can be better, completely would overwhelm your little cat brain. Same thing as you're constantly having the walls of the limitations of your life continue to close down. Not just with the options to make yourself better, but as those aren't working, you're getting older, life's going to keep happening, and you're just doing everything to stay in survival mode. And now, instead of being able to get out there in the real world and have these realistic expectations, now you're accepting lower, lower standards. Whether that's being fine with being, you know, curled up in the fetal position on the couch while your family's trying to have a, a board game night around you. Or you're someone who all you have is work and nothing else in your life. You can't go out because you're too exhausted. You don't even want to be seen because all the comfort food you've been relying on to try to get through these things. That is the real tragedy of what happens when you're, yes, sometimes going down the coffee animal route and all the other one things along the way. So with, with that being said, I mean, that's kind of the, the biggest thing to that. And the specific points here, back to the, you know, breaking coffee animals down. First thing I want to cover is that your liver is a detox machine and it does not need a coffee enema bump. So general framework for this episode, we're going to go one by one in terms of what coffee enemas say they do. If it's like, you know, part of Gerson therapy or whatever, or you're just kind of, oh, I read this. This seems like a great idea. We're just going to go one by one here. So one of the main things is that, you know, oh, coffee enemas are a great detox because you have coffee in your, your, well, I'll just go ahead and say them. You have them in your colon, rectum. These share veins and drainage, lymph with things like your liver. And this then helps it detox because your liver is filled with toxins. And so we need to detox it. Sound, I mean, it sounds semi-reasonable on paper, I guess. But here's the thing. Your liver like is detoxing it should be detoxing just fine now why is that not happening we'll get into that in a in a little bit here but really all of your problems are not because metals mold other gunk is piling up inside your liver or the metabolites inside your bloodstream it's just not the case and just like flushing that out is not going to simply fix it all right it's just like if say you have a septic tank in your yard or maybe you have you know something is leaking out of your toilet we're all gonna we're gonna keep all these analogies around poop because that's like kind of the whole theme of this crappy episode is that say something is leaking out of your toilet constantly and if you just wipe it off on the outside but it keeps coming out are you really fixing the problem no you're just you're, you're detoxing it you're flushing things out but you're not fundamentally fixing the issue of like, why the heck is someone like, why is there something coming out of the top of your toilet all the time? Is it because your you know, your brother came over and, you know, maybe did something weird to your toilet? Sometimes that happens, but sometimes there's another issue and the plumbing, a bigger issue underneath that needs to be fixed. This is the exact same thing that is happening. Okay. Yes. A coffee enema may or may not actually flush out some of the issues or things that build up inside of your bloodstream from your liver. But that's not the best way to go about it because your liver, 
there's gonna be two main things, and this is one of the core concepts. Your liver is a detox machine. If it's producing enough cellular energy to process all these biochemical reactions. Let's go with that for a little bit. So things come into your liver. It could be hormones. It could be maybe some bits of plastic. It could be some asphalt that you're breathing in as you're driving or walking across your parking lot. Anything that's really in your environment, many of it will find its way through your liver. That's a fact. Can't deny that. But here's the thing. You should be able to get rid of most of all those things. This is why when you walk into a home, you have a reaction to say mold or some sort of chemical sensitivity, but other people do not. Because yes, your liver is not working well. Does that mean you should just flush it, try to flush it out as much as you should? Not really, because why aren't you able to clear out those toxins like everyone else? That's like a really important question to ask yourself. And it's because there's not enough cellular energy to then take these chemicals, break them down, add certain little molecules onto them to then allow them to be cleared either through your bile, through your poop, <laughs> or then be conjugated, go to your kidneys, then out into the toilet as pee. Okay, that's like the two main ways. Yes, there's sweat that'll happen as well, but pee and poop, number one and number two. There's a reason they're number one and number two. That's why. So that cellular energy is pretty much exactly tied to mitochondrial function. That's like one of the big things that, if you remember anything I say, it's mitochondria, mitochondria, mitochondria. And when the mitochondria aren't functioning well, it's not going to be able to add those chemical they're called chemical moieties or, you know, like think of adding an extra atom, like a sulfur, a sulfur group or a different molecule to it. And that allows it to be processed. That's what that does. And that bonding requires energy from your mitochondria. And if it can't do that, yes, then it will pile up. But if you're just flushing it away all the time with coffee enemas or anything else you're doing, or if you're, you know, you know who I'm talking to with this one, if you're just taking a bunch of green powder and doing that, yes, it may help with detox. But again, why is that process not fully happening as it should? And don't even start to give me the argument that we live in a more toxic environment. Yeah, we do. But if your mitochondria are functioning well enough, you should be able to handle that. Okay. Yes. If you're in Chernobyl and like, you know, that's a different story, but modern world, for the most part, you should be more than well equipped to handle that because it's not only mitochondria, it's also your circadian rhythm of everything that's going on, all right? Your liver is one of the most important circadian rhythm organs in a way because, and we'll just kind of go on a deep dive really quickly because, do we, should we go down this road? Okay, screw it. So with this, your liver is going to control the flow of protons. You didn't think we were going to go there, but we did. Controls the flow of protons. Protons, you know, a little H plus, also how you may know that, that carries information throughout your system. So you eat breakfast at a certain time every morning, or maybe you don't, maybe you intermittent fast. I don't really know. Either way, that influx of protons from the food is then going to send a cellular signal to your entire body of like the relative time of day it is. Or the change in fuel status and how your body is gonna adapt accordingly. Because if you have a lot of fuel in your car, you're gonna be someone who's gonna be driving faster and 
farther. If you don't, you're going to bring things down quite a few notches. So back to why the liver is an important circadian organ here. The process of detoxification is just like a factory. Certain things are optimized that happen at certain times of the day. You know, again, let's just really quickly. Things go into your liver, then it goes into your bile, then it goes in your poop, then it hopefully goes into the toilet, then it goes into the, you know, wherever that goes, I don't really care. Just remember to flush and close the toilet, please. But when that's going on, it's not this all continuous process. It's like a factory. Imagine you're you're making a car. All right, the frame comes in. Okay, and then you put the car, the door panels on, then you put the, the axles in, then you put the wheels on. There's a certain way in which this happens. And then at the end, you've gone from this like big hunk of metal at the beginning. And now you have a, you know, your 2021 Honda Civic on the other side. That's how detox should be. But when your circadian rhythm is off because of how you're living your life and all this stuff, you may not even know that are messing up your circadian rhythm. That's when it's not working as it should. There's piles up of metabolites, okay? So back to the factory analogy. Say you have the person who is putting in the engines, but you know the guy who's putting in the windows decides you know he doesn't wanna show up to work that day. Guess what? You're gonna have a pile of cars without any windows, and they're gonna be stuck in the factory until Mr. Window gets off his butt and goes to the factory. Sorry, Mr. Window just can't see clearly. Um, he's a real pain. These are all window jokes and you should be either laughing or stop <laughs> interacting with this content because you just want to gouge your eyes out. But that's what happens with metabolites sort of jumping up like that or dunking up. And so, yes, the equivalent of a coffee enema would be to have someone come in and take the cars out with a forklift. That's a little bit heavy handed. But if your body's working well, it has the energy, has the rhythm to do things, it should be clearing these things out easy peasy. So that's one reason why coffee enema, no, 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 Because the bigger issue, because it's not just your liver that's out of alignment, it's so many other pieces. And that's what we're gonna get into next is the digestive tract. So with that, well, kind of the, the big sort of picture statement here is that, yes, I hope your colon has toxins. And if you're constipated, which is another reason people will do coffee enemas, the solution isn't just pumping up coffee into your colon. It's it's just not, it's not. So there are two ways to get poop out. Think of the factory again. You can do it by force and think of that, I mean, kind of like your, your track here, or maybe like a, a tube of toothpaste here. You can just like squeeze it out. That's how those things will happen. This is why a lot of people they'll do the coffee enemas or maybe, oh, um, not, you know, I'm not properly regulated. I need more, uh, fiber in my diet fiber because fiber is the only thing that makes you poop. No, 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 no. You, we've had many people who are on carnivore when they come in, we don't really change anything about their diet. I'm not saying carnivore is best for everyone, but we just get their body going in the right place. Then the poop comes out because Poop is not about bulk mass. Yes, it's bulk mass it's, at the end of the day. It's really 70, 80% bacteria. Go ahead, look it up. And then it's water, pre predominantly water. Not so much like all this bulk mass. And so this is another instance of where you have a problem and the solution you're using to fix it is just alleviating the symptom of 
say constipation because we think about your GI tract it's that same factory there's going to be food that goes into the small intestine it gets absorbed it moves down more absorption and then it's going to be pulling water out but if it pulls too much water out or maybe I mean usually that's what happens it doesn't pull enough water sorry it pulls too much water out and then the smooth muscles downstream are not working as they should then it's going to stay in there it's going to get more and more dehydrated and that's when it's just like you're just blocked up and constipated that's what will happen and this is something where again yes there's a circadian aspect to it because your gut is one of the most highly metabolically active areas in your entire body why because i mean it's just like a star wars battlefield here okay there is like you have your bacteria you have food you have your gut they're all just like shooting all these lasers across no literally there's there's lasers being shoot your bacteria will shoot out photons uh in the blue and uv range another fun fact for you so this is all going on this is really intense and so your gut cells actually need to turn over about every one to three days and they need to be working together very very tightly because again the factory analogy your circadian rhythm is all the gears of your metabolism all the workers being in synchrony working all together being more efficient and efficiency is something that is a force multiplier of any sort of function all right think of a an olympic team there's some olympic teams that have a lot of individual let's say a, a basketball team there's some teams that have a lot of individual talent let's say like the united states all right now there's some teams that you may not know any of the players on that team whatsoever but they're not horrible at basketball and two they've been playing together for a very long time they have great teamwork that chemistry that efficiency and that will multiply their individual skill far more than five people on the court who don't even know each other's names, even though they're all individually awesome at basketball. So same thing inside of your intestines here. Everything's working together. Everything's flowing as it should. You're digesting, you're absorbing the right amount of water, and then you're just able to poop right out. This is one thing that a lot of our clients, we don't we don't always talk about poop, but a lot of times as it's like uh, the, the later weeks of our initial like getting you out of survival program here everyone's some people will celebrate like oh yeah you know i've been a lot more regular the last two weeks and then everyone else keeps shouting, oh yeah me too me too because that's a unattended side effect of when you address the core issue of circadian rhythms here yeah that's a really big thing we look for we don't actually look for it in astro pictures that'd be a little bit too much but it is something that really lets you know the whole system is working the other piece of this is again mitochondria do you see how important these two are so mitochondria why is that well one mitochondria are going to be the processors of all the fuel that is present in your gut okay it's gonna be, be able to take in the carbohydrates the proteins the fats and be able to draw that in so that your gut is able to one have its own nutrition two leave the proper amount over for your gut microbiome and bacteria which are kind of bleeding into the next point here but just stick with me here and when it's able to balance those nutrients correctly your gut microbiome is a lot happier and this will then allow well, well actually we'll leave the gut microbiome to the next point so your mitochondria are getting the right amount of fuel and then guess what 
what do mitochondria also make? They make a lot of things. They're, they're kind of cool. They make energy, yes. That's what everyone knows. But I wouldn't be here just peddling eighth grade knowledge to you. They also make water. Okay. And yes, your colon will absorb water from the turd that's moving through your colon and your intestines here. But mitochondria also produce water. There's, a, there's this net flow. There's absorption of water, but there's also still some production of water. And if you're only taking water away, you're not producing any, this is when things get super dehydrated. This is when you're on the, you know, that little poop scale score. That's when you're dealing with Skittles as opposed to sausages here. I think it would have been a lot more fun to be a, a GI doc because I can just make these poop jokes all day. But more importantly for you here, that's another thing of where, okay, we're gonna you know do coffee animals to really get regular and get things in motion. But the reason again is your circadian rhythms, mitochondria, not working properly. Not because you're not having enough coffee in your colon. It's because those factors are not working well. All right, so that's thing number two. Then this ties directly, as I was saying, the bacteria, fungi, mold, parasites, whatever microorganisms. Because coffee enemas, the one of the purported benefits is, oh, they'll really help clear out a lot of the bad bacteria and balance your gut microbiome. Yeah, it's a load of crap. Because, and this is just silly. So essentially, first, the flu is not even going to really touch the majority of where the bacteria is in the ascending and transverse colon. It's just not. All right, there's that. The other thing, and then it's not even going to get into the small intestine, like nada, 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 nada. Okay, <laughs> so we're beyond that really stupid part. But the other thing is your microbiome responds to your gut cells. It is a one-way communication, all right? I know people are like, oh, but like, you know, they, they interact with each other. Yes, it's like two people dancing. There's two dancers here. But just like when you tango, one person is leading. All right? That is your gut cells, those enterocytes, specifically the mitochondria within them. They are leading this gut microbiome dance. And so when you have, you're like, oh, you get your whatever GI test, your functional naturopathic, whatever will run. Oh, your, your, your E. coli are too low and you have too many bacteroides or firmicoides or blah, 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 blah. It's, it's not an issue with the bacteria. That is then taking a bunch of probiotics, getting a fecal transplant. Also, awful ideas that are not moving you anywhere. And we've had so many people time and time again, they're like, oh, but Dylan, like really, you know, my gut microbiome is off. And I'm like, okay, we're going to do maybe a few things specifically for that. Nothing major, nothing that, <laughs> nothing involving probiotics. But when you work more on the mitochondrial side, then that's becoming healthier. And now you have a stronger leader in this tango dance inside of your gut microbiome. Okay. And again, this comes down to protons again. I know we, we usually don't talk about protons, but here we are. And essentially your gut microbiome, based on the specific amount of protons available, because that is a significant fuel source for them, that will then dictate the species present both in quantity and quality and when that's the case 
then you can either have a good microbiome or a bad microbiome. Yes, that's an overgeneralization, but hey, you've had enough of that already. But seriously, it's, it's something of where when you have better intestinal cells, they're healthier. That's when you're not having the parasites. That's when mold's not overgrowing. That's when you're not having biofilms. That's when all that's going on, okay? Your gut will determine what the bacteria are gonna do. And what your gut does is directly tied to circadian rhythms, mitochondria. Like we've had people who, they've had gut issues for 15 years. They've done the colonics, they've done the cleanses, they've done the probiotics, they've done the fecal transplants. We do like, you know, nothing major directly at their gut, address the whole system, right? Guess who's pooping? Guess who's having great poops and telling us about it on the our group calls? <laughs> you know, they are. So that's what's the really the beauty of it. Because if you're just like depending on these coffee enemas or anything else, you're not really powerfully affecting that gut microbiome as you should. And then the other sort of related piece to this, and we already did that one, it's, um, let me see here. And the other big piece here is also free radicals, inflammatory markers, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the, the thinking is that coffee has tons of antioxidants, polyphenols, blah, 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 blah. And you put that into your bloodstream and then magically it causes all these oxidants to go away and then everything is just peaches rainbows and sunshines from there and it's not the case it well here's the thing it may be the case but it's also irrelevant if it is the case why is that oxidants are not bad free radicals oxidants same things when people say antioxidants that would be the quelching or elimination of free radicals free radicals are molecules that you know it's just like a you know a single person in their 40s this is a great analogy this is like a single person in their 40s they they aren't paired up they have an unpaired electron and there's going to be a lot of emotional damage that they can cause to things in their immediate vicinity that's like what a free radical is a free radical is a molecule where ideally it's supposed to have two paired electrons, one spinning up, one spinning down, poly exclusion, blah, blah, blah. And then that allows it to be less reactive. But when you take away one of these electrons and you have an unpaired electron, it's gonna be more reactive, okay? It's gonna be doing all these things it shouldn't be doing, causing damage to proteins, damage to cell membranes, all that bad stuff. So too much free radicals is really bad. And we'll lump free radicals and inflammatory things all together because inflammatory proteins will lead to the production of more free radicals. That's, that's just what they do. And so eliminating these seems like a great idea, right? Oh, you gotta keep inflammation as low as possible. Yes and no. It's not about being chronically low because that's an issue just as much as being chronically high. It's a different set of issues here. Think about your mood. If you were chronically low all the time, like dysthymia, or frankly, even depression, that's not pleasant. If you're on the other side of that, if you're happy all the time, that's also a little bit weird. Yes, it's, it's you know, happiness is, is good, but that's not always the appropriate response. Someone's dog dies. Oh, you know, it's great because, you know, they were really eating all your dog food and um, 
you see the kind of the problem with that. So it's about being able to be responsive and react. A, a person should be able to, yes, they get into a place of sadness is something that was unfavorable happened to them. Yes, be in that sadness for a bit. And then they can be able to move out of that. It's that emotion, it's that, you know, sort of resiliency and going up and down that's important. Now, I'm not saying like massive mood swings, that's a, that's a separate issue. But it's about being able to respond. Same thing with free radicals. They're supposed to go up at certain times because that sends a signal throughout your body to act in a certain way. All right? And that can be at the tiny, tiny cellular level. Your mitochondria produce a burst of free radicals. And then your cell is looking at all the, the free radicals produced by these mitochondria. It's looking around. It's like, oh, man, you know, these 10 mitochondria over there, they're, they're producing a lot of free radicals. We should break them down and use their parts to make new, better mitochondria. But if you're eliminating this free radical burst because you're taking antioxidants out the wazoo, well, I guess really in the wazoo with a coffee enema, you're completely eliminating that response. And so it's not just coffee enemas, it's when you're taking like all the vitamin C, all, the, all those antioxidants, all that stuff chronically all the time, you're eliminating that response. And that's not good. Same thing for inflammation, because remember, the free radicals are just downstream of the inflammation. And so if you're trying to get yourself to a place where inflammation is chronically low, you're not having that cell signaling that allows your body to actually compensate, get better, and respond. Example, when you work out, so you, you do your bicep curls here, okay? Because that's obviously the only exercise um, that you should do. That's a joke. Get over it. But when you're doing that, you're actually causing a massive amount of inflammation to those muscles. And then it's your body's response to it that then allows things to, you know, get stronger. It's just like when, say, you, actually this happened to me literally recently, you find a few bees inside a room. Okay, the windows aren't open. There's this weird looking nest thing over there. Okay, what's going on here? So there was something that, you know, inspired and fired me, ignited me into action, an inflammatory event perhaps. So what do I do? Obviously I'm not gonna go grab this, this nest here. I call, hey, Mr. Mr. Pest guy, can you come on over, check things out? Cool, so the inflammatory response is coming back in. And I'm like, okay, he's gonna deal with this issue. But here's the thing, your, your inflammatory response is gonna help you deal with the issue and any other issues going on at that time and being make sure you're better that, and not so susceptible to that initial problem in the first place. So pest guy comes over, sees the nest and is like, whoa, wait, they're actually in the walls. So yes, this is true. I have approximately uh, a thousand of my closest yellow jacket bee friends in the walls of, uh, it's not this wall, it's, it's actually this wall here. Um, yeah, and I'm not freaking out about it, but if I kill one by accident, apparently they'll put their danger pheromones on me and attack me all, all in mass. Yeah, so uh, anyway, so essentially there was an inflammatory response. I saw one, you know, some bees here. Inflammatory response, pest guy comes, and then he responds to the entire situation. Oh, we're gonna actually do something you know, bigger here, so that you're not having a problem with this later. Okay, long-winded analogy to say, if you don't have that inflammatory response, 
then things are going to get worse and worse and worse because there's no repair mechanism. There's no make things better processes. That's not going to happen. So when you're constantly uptaking these antioxidants, it's going to just prevent your system from ever being able to get out survival and get to thriving. And even worse, like I was saying in the beginning, is something that many times will just leave you place, leave you in a place of survival. Because you may get a little bit better, but that's now becoming a glass ceiling of where you're not sure if there's really truly anything beyond that. And that's one of the biggest problems of when you're trying to push all these buttons that, I mean, the human body is far smarter than you and I. And in no way am I like trying to be like, oh, you're wrong and this and you're silly. Because these are all the mistakes that I've made, many of your practitioners have made as well. Because we get taught to believe all these little different things that we just broken down here. But really, it's so much about getting out of the way of what you think should be done and being able to allow things to naturally happen. But obviously, in a way of where we think this should be natural, you know, many times people think like, okay, well, I'm just getting older. I don't know. There, there is a whole different framework of what is naturally healthy, happy, and all of that. And it is 100% available to you, but so much of it is just covered up by all these ideas of like, oh, you need to have the, you know, the green powders and you need to bring your funnel and you need to, you know, do these enemas. I'm not, I'm not saying you're doing the enemas, but it's just something of where all this stuff gets in the way. And we think it's natural because the naturopath is telling us to do this. I mean, it, like, it's basically the same word, right? No, but there's really something of where, yes, I have a medical degree. Cool, great. Been there, done that. Band camp was great. But that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is being able to see the whole scope of how nature is really designed to work in terms of energy, organization, and that's simply what mitochondria and circadian rhythms are. And when you do that, that's when you can be as naturally healthy as any animal out there, but even better because you're a human and you can have a wall full of bees and all that great stuff. But seriously, it's about being able to recognize that so many of the principles in which you're using to approach these issues are leading you astray. Not only are things that may hurt you, but also things that keep you stuck in a prison that you think is as good as it's going to get. But there's so much more available to you and being able to really have that ability to see that that's what I want to help you with. And if that's what you want, then here's what my team and I have in store for you in the next 24 to 48 hours. So we have our free breakthrough sessions of where we have a lot of awesome outcomes here in 45 minutes. It's really a tour de fun, tour de force, whatever you want to call it. We get really clear on what's not working and why. That is like one of the things in terms of like what we've done here today, but on more on that individual basis in knowing like, okay, what are the big issues, what's going on, and being able to really flesh all those details out. Because a lot of times in our healing journey, we get caught up in all the stuff that we're doing, the enemas, the, the supplements, the diets, but we lose sight of what the real problems really are. So that's why that's what we really accomplish on that call. That's number one. Number two is that it's also identifying what those goals are and being able to have someone speak to you who knows exactly just how high you can go. And then number two, attached to this, I guess this is point two point two, <laughs> the obstacles of getting you there. Like, okay, you want to go run some marathons again. Okay, well, what's standing in the way of that? Okay, and being able to see how you can close that gap and then be able to really go over the strategies to get there. And if you want our help in putting that into action, we can absolutely talk about that 
And if not, no worries. Being able to take someone like you who's like awash in all this information and mess and be able to clear the smoke, get a lot of clarity, see where you can go and be able to, you know, get the dirt off your roadmap on where you want to go. That's what this call is really so amazing. So that's why I want to invite you to book your free breakthrough call at optimalchicanehealth.com forward slash talk. So you go to that link, type it in the browser. Yes, I know the word circadian is a little long. There's too many syllables, but hey, it's just what we have and what we're working with. And then you'll love circadian rhythms too when you're on this breakthrough call and on the other side of it as well. So you'll go there, you'll see a calendar, you will pick a time, click on it, and then you enter in your information. You'll have to put in your phone number because obviously that's how we call you. We haven't yet invented telepathy yet, um, working on it. And then you'll fill out a form because then it lets us know, okay, do we need to focus in on sleep, brain fog, food sensitivities? What is it we need to do to be able to help you go from a place of where you're trying all these different things and you're still exhausted, you're still having brain fog, you're still having all these other issues, you're still going down all these rabbit holes with your functional medicine person. And be able to break through and get that clarity, simplify things, and again, we can be able to help you put that into plan, into action, and if not, I mean, we'll, we'll genuinely steer you to whatever serves you best because this is all about you. And so that breakthrough, that's what you want and deserve to have. And then go to optimalchicanehealth.com forward slash talk, pick a time, put in your information, fill out the form, and we'll talk to you then. And this is also something where this is not for someone who is looking for the new coffee enema in their life. This is, this is really something of where if you're someone who's ready to have new principles to live your life with and be able to put them into action because you're done with being just sidelined constantly by all these different stressors just wipe you out because you don't have the strength. And if you're done with making your decisions from a place of fear because you don't know how you're gonna show up the next day, that entire week, if you're done with that and wanna be able to have a life where you can finally be able to have the freedom from the moment you wake up throughout your entire day and knowing that that future ahead of you is entirely different, brighter, and more fun than this breakthrough call is for you. So go to optimalcircadianhealth.com forward slash talk, fill out the information, and we'll give you a call at that time. And it'll be the best 45, 60 minutes that you spend on your health this year. Absolutely. So thanks everyone for joining me on this episode. Go ahead and book your breakthrough call and then we will see you there. Thanks for tuning into today's show. A brand new episode is released every week, so make sure to click subscribe. If you like what you heard, and if you want to see if you're fit to work with us, then head over to optimalcircadianhealth.com forward slash talk. We'll get on the phone with you for 45 minutes, and we'll get crystal clear on three things. What's really going on with your health? the goals you should be working towards in your healing journey, and the exact strategy to get there. Reclaiming your health does not happen without expert guidance. We've helped clients of all ages all over the world with all sorts of diagnoses who feel they've tried everything for decades and finally get their lives back. So to see if we can help you do the same, then head over to optimalcircadianhealth.com forward slash talk. I'm Dylan Peckus, and let's talk soon. This podcast is not designed to diagnose or treat any disease. 
and does not equal or replace medical advice. Always consult with your physician and double check the validity of any suggestions on this podcast before changing your behavior. Content presented herein is the opinion of Dylan Peckis unless otherwise noted. This information is not intended to replace a one-on-one relationship with a qualified healthcare professional and is not intended as medical advice. It is intended as a sharing of knowledge and information from the research and experience of Dylan Peckis. We encourage you to make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with a qualified healthcare professional. Optimal Circadian Health, LLC, is neither responsible nor liable for misinterpretation, misuse, damage, loss, injury, or misunderstanding caused through the content presented. Statements made on this podcast have not yet been evaluated by the FDA. Nothing presented should be understood as a recommendation that you should not consult with a medical or health professional to address your particular concerns. Your viewing, listening, sharing of this content, including implementation of any suggestions set out, does not create a physician-client or other professional relationship between you and the Optimal Circadian Health LLC or any of its professionals.